now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pad, and it starts right now. Listening to the Melting Pat. Here's your host, Pat Joplin. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the show, the Melting Pat, the Next Level Network. How are you? How's it going over there, my friends? I am doing great today. Oh, Pat, why? Well, what happened? Did you get another reward at work? Did you get a day off? You get a free meal? No. However. Getting an award at work is still pretty awesome, right? That I could do this and still do enough of my work to win an award. Fantastic. Uh, I think I'll be getting lunch on Thursday. Well, by the time you hear this, that'll already have happened. Uh, I think I'll be getting free lunch on Thursday. And um, no, I don't have a day off. I mean, I can have a day off whenever I want. But uh, like, I've not been granted a day off. No, no, that's not why I'm happy. We got a lot to do today. But first, I want to tell you about this. I mentioned... That it's very, it gets very cold down here because there's no heat down here. And we talked to the guy and he installed the breaker on the box and a new outlet. And I know I talked about that part, but the new part is the heater is here. Oh my goodness, what a difference it makes. I uh, like it's, I mean, the heater, heat's probably too high right now, but it's right on me getting all the things, right? Not that sounds weird. Uh, I was cold before and now I'm not. I'm sorry if that sounded loud. I'll try to level that out, but I am very happy because I was freezing down here and now I am no longer freezing down here because finally there is heat in this room and I can be down here and not worry about, I don't know, catching a thing. So very happy about that. Wanted to update you there. Also, uh, the ceiling has been fixed in the kids' room. Did I talk about that briefly? Maybe. Um, Yeah, there was an issue, a problem with the roof. He went up and fixed it. And the, the ceiling was a problem. It's all been fixed. So we are good to go with that. Very grateful. Um, I'm a little miffed it took more than a couple of tries, a couple of trips. But uh, And I understand the uh, I understand the reasoning. You, sometimes you get to try a couple of things and see what works. But it's just frustrating to have to go through all these people to keep coming back and do all that. But it has all been handled. We're all good to go. There is heat in this room. I feel good. And um, yeah. That's all. So there we go. By the way, today is Tuesday. So if I missed your, today's Tuesday for me, it's at least Saturday for you. So if I missed any of your answers or anything you wanted me to talk about, I'm very sorry. But I remembered that Wednesday I have an eye exam. So that takes out some time to do the show. And Thursday I'm in the office. So that knocks out the entire day of doing show things. And then, yeah, so Friday I usually save for adding the Flyers update editing the rest of the show, doing the show notes and all that as time permits. But I like to have things done kind of ahead of time, like before that, so the patrons can get their thing and um, and all that stuff. So there we go. Thank you. All right. We covered all the housekeeping. Now we're uh, we're good to go. So, oh, no, actually we didn't because I didn't tell you what's on the show today. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Uh, we had a question for this week. What's your favorite corporate buzzword? We'll talk about that. We had a few answers here. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll talk about paying professionals to do a job, a home improvement job, instead of trying to do it yourself, because that's been a topic that's gone around threads uh, in the last couple of weeks, and I want to kind of address that. Um, There's another thing. Oh, I want to tell you, uh, it's going to be out of order, but that's fine. But I want to talk about, uh, tell your kids to learn how to take public transit. We got to talk about that. And a retail story that is not not like... A specific one. Sorry, Brian. Uh, <laughs> but I saw this. Someone came up and um, and mentioned something that reminded me of uh, some interactions I've had. So we'll do that. And then flyers. And I think that's it. Unless the captain's not there, then the retail thing will be it. All right? All right. There we go. So that's the menu for today. I have to cough. It was just sitting in there, man. That hurt. I took out the cough sound, obviously. Man, that hurt. That hurt a little bit. I'm fine. Thank you. All right, we got a song. So I put out a call on uh, on the tweet space and uh, the thread form and all that. Actually, there's the only two places, right? Threads and Twitter. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not calling it X. Like I said, if Elon Musk can dead name his transgender child, I can dead name his website. Uh, so Twitter, <laughs> I put out a call on Twitter 
uh, for a song. I didn't have one. And I said, hey, I need a song for this week. Who's got who's got the hookup? Who's got a recommendation? And you get a couple. And I listen to a couple. Yeah, it's good. That one's good, but not maybe not for the show. Um, sometimes that happens, by the way, is someone will send me a song, whether it's theirs or someone they know. And I'll listen to it. And I'll really like it. And I'll go, man, that's a really good song. I'm digging it. But I don't think it's good for the show. Like, I always have to make that consideration, too, of, like, what will you like? What will you enjoy listening to? And I think I made a good pick here because a band called The Single Digits reached out and said, Surf Rock, you got it. And shared that. Should I have done more of, like, a Valley accent? Surf Rock, man, you got it, man. I don't know what I was doing there. Um, We're going to cut that out. Maybe not. You know what? We're not going to cut that out. It's all good. So the band is The Single Digits. And their album, their latest album is, or no, it's a solo project. So his latest album called Saturday Fight Fever. That's the follow-up to Friday Night Fights, Friday Slit, whatever it is. I'm sorry. I looked it up and I already forgot what it was. My apologies. Anyway, it's a little different for me, which I do like. Again, surf rock. You got it. A little mellow, a little chill, which I think uh, I think we need from time to time, which is why I selected this song. Thank you. The Single Digits Find more from them on the places. I will share that in the show notes and all the things where I do. You know the drill by now. Well, unless you're new, then if you don't know, I share links to the things wherever I can. All right, so there we go. (laughs) Christ. Oh, he's never coming back. The Single Digits, the name of the band. The album is Saturday Fight Fever. This song is called An East Coast Sunset. It's the Melting Pat. We're coming right back. there you have it, our new friends, The Single Digits and East Coast Sunset. Their new album, his new album, his, I don't know, actually. (laughs) Pat, just say there, you're right. Their new album, Saturday Fight Fever, is available now. Go check that out. Surf Rock, you got it. At least for that song you just heard, it's the Melting Pat, the next level network. (laughs) 
We improvised on that, and that was a hell of a lot of fun. My thanks to the single digits for <laughs> for reaching out. I like that. That was so fun, man. That was good. Uh, maybe don't tell them about uh, about that. Maybe they won't like that. But I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, like I say, I always say when uh, someone tries to recommend some music, if I can dig it generally, which is subjective, um, then I'll I'll probably find a place to play it. But uh, the maybe the number one thing, unless we're already friends, then I'm going to play your stuff. But the number one thing about me trying to find music for this show, if you're thinking of it, like if your friend has a band or or you're an artist and you're like, man, how do I get my music on the melting pad? How does that work? Generally speaking, if you have a guitar riff or a bass riff or a whatever, I think I've done some piano a couple times, some keyboard stuff. Uh, if you have anything that I could sing along with, anything like that that I could sing, preferably if it's in a lower register because my voice can't go that high, I will. Uh, I'll probably find a spot for it on the show. So yeah, reach out ever at the Melting Pat. Uh, TheMeltingPat.com is the absolute best way to do that. And then uh, yeah, I can sing. I can badly sing a a song that you wrote or a, an instrumental thing that you wrote here on the show and just ruin all of your hard work in 10 seconds. Sound good? All right, let me know. If you want that to happen, we can do that, okay? <laughs> all right, there you go. The single digits, an East Coast sunset surf rock, baby. You got it. Thank you very much. All right, so we do have a question, which I'm going to get to. But the first thing I want to do today, I was going to do... Uh, <laughs> oh, man, kids on public transit, like, they just don't know how to how to do it. And I was going to do that, but I figured, you know what? No, no, we had a chill song uh, today. So I said, let's switch that. We don't want to go right and do it like a Pat Peeve right off that nice chill song. So um, instead, I'm going to give you some advice. Did you want this? No. Do you need it? Probably. So... I guess this might be just for dudes. No, not just for dudes. It might mainly be for dudes out there who think that they could be Mr. Fix-It. And look, when I've seen the reels, people sent them to me. Like, why Why don't you call Like, how do you know how to do so many things? And it's like, oh, because I'm poor. I, didn't, I couldn't pay the guy, so I had to become the guy, right? And if we're going to be candid, as I usually am on the show, it's always been a secret goal of mine. Now it's not secret, but... It's always been a goal of mine to get out of, the, to not have to do that for two reasons. Number one, I don't know how to fix anything. That's not true. I can do, you know, I can snake a toilet. I can clean out, clear out a, a sink drain. I can replace a toilet seat. I could do, you know, little things here and there. But generally speaking, I just don't have the coordination. I don't have the dexterity. I don't, I don't have the patience really to also like learn a thing and like, I understand the value of, oh, you should know how to do this because blah, blah, blah. I understand that mindset. I get it. It's valid. I understand. However, I don't have the patience or the time right now. Like, because here's here's how my day works generally. I get up when the, whenever the kid gets up, if he decides to get up before the alarms, which is often, um, I get up, I sit with him, the missus takes him, and then I work all day. And then I come up, I make dinner, and then evenings are dad time. And weekends, uh, weekend mornings mostly are dad time, right? Because she has them all week, so he and I chill on weekends, and she gets to nap and do whatever she needs to do. So I, not nap, she gets to sleep in, because now I could just do, like, I know how to handle things with that. So I don't have the time to learn how to do a thing and to, like, try several different ways to fix this thing. In the meantime, it doesn't work. Like all the times that I've tried to fix it, it still doesn't work. Like I don't have the, the the time, the patience, the energy, the whatever to figure out how to do that, how to how to fix the thing or make the thing or or adjust the thing. I don't have that. I I really don't. And I have no issue calling someone and saying, "Hey, you're good at this. You know how to do this. How much can I? How much will it cost me to pay you to do this for me?" Like, could I have figured out how to add a, a breaker to my box? Probably. But electrical stuff is stuff that I don't touch. Because if you screw it up, then, you know, things really get messy. So, yeah. Like, could I have done that? Probably. 
could I have, you know, uh, upgraded the outlets in here when I first moved in? Could I have upgraded the outlet to make sure it was, you know, legit or whatever? Yeah, probably. But I didn't do that. I called the guy and said, hey, can we, or actually what I did is call my landlord and said, hey, can we get this upgraded? She said, yes. And it just happened. And then the guy came for the new outlet here. I said, all right, you're going to do this. He's like, I'm going to do this and this. He gave me a whole list of the things. He's like, this, this, and this. Here's your total. I said, perfect. When he coming by, he said 10 minutes. And then an hour later, it was done. And I didn't have to do any of it. I sat upstairs. The, she went out to do a thing. And I sat upstairs and hung out with the kid. And it was great. And like, yes, do I feel a little weird when somebody comes and I just kind of have to stand there awkwardly and let them in and let them do their thing? Yeah, it does. It feels a little weird. But I have learned that paying the professional to do it, paying someone, whoever that might be, whether it's the guy the landlord knows or somebody I know, whoever it is, paying them to do the thing that they have worked for years to be able to do in 25 minutes that would take you four hours. No, not you, me, four hours, and it's still it might be worse by the time I'm done. Paying that, like, yes, could you fix a thing in your car or in your you know, in your backyard or whatever. Like, could you fix that for like 40 bucks? Yeah, sure. You could. Like I I saw this on threads and it was someone, uh, the toilet didn't work. She was like, yeah, no, it would, it cost, it, it, the guy says it'll cost them 300 bucks to fix. And the husband was like, no way I could get this done for like 45 bucks and I could do it. And the guy tried three times over like four days and it didn't work. Or he was going to try something like that, and it didn't work. It still didn't work for three days. And so finally, the, the wife just goes, no, no, we're doing this. So she paid the guy, and he came out, and she said it was done in 17 minutes. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what these people are – that's what they are trained to do. Like, you might think, oh, man, I just paid you $200 or whatever for a job that took you 15 minutes. But you're not paying for the time it takes them to do the job. You are paying for the training that they did over months, years, however long to get to go in, diagnose the problem and completely have it fixed in less than an hour, in less than a half hour, right? In less than an episode of a sitcom, right? Like that is why you pet like I have no problem pet like I, I am well aware of my shortcomings. I am well aware that I just don't know how to fix stuff. I'm not blaming anyone for that. I'm just that it's just stating a fact. I for most things I can't fix. I I don't whatever that gene is, I don't have it. I do this instead. I <laughs> I can walk you through and tell you an interesting story about a time when I, you know, about times when I try to fix things and it didn't work. I could tell you about the time when we fixed my mom's ceiling and uh, I scored the drywall and went to put it up and didn't realize it was crooked. And, uh, and Bill nailed it in, and now it's like there's a little drop there. And that's completely my fault. And so I I made it a goal. I, I guess subconsciously made this a goal for myself, that I would not have to become the guy. Instead, I would save up the money and pay the people who know what to do. And I realized, like, and again, I get the mindset of wanting to know how to fix things and build things and do things for yourself. I get it. It's valid and good for you. It's not going to work for me. It just doesn't. Because the time that I'll spend worrying about fixing something and then finding the right thing to buy. And that, like I fixed the dryer. That actually wasn't too bad. But like finding the right thing and trying to diagnose how I'm going to, like what the problem is, how I'm going to fix it, and how long all of that's going to take. Plus, how long it would take me to try to figure out how to... Sorry, actually fix it. I'm officially an old man, by the way. I'm officially like a dad because I just talked through a burp and I'm just going to leave that. Uh, I'll take out the cough. Don't worry. <laughs> but like I have, it took me not long at all to realize in a, as, a, as an adult that I would rather spend the money and save myself. Like, yes, could I fix it myself cheaper money-wise? For sure. But the mental anguish and the time that I can never get back because the money will be replenished. I have a stable job. That's not a problem for me. Uh, that sounds really uh, very privileged, I'm aware. But I would rather save myself and my my, my wife and my wife, really, uh, the time and the mental anguish that it would take for me to learn how to fix a thing 
I'd rather save that, spend that time with the, with the family and spend the money to pay professional. And I'm telling you, I know there are people out there who are going to hear this and they're going to go, oh man, you, what, just, you should learn how to do it yourself. Nobody knows how to do anything. People do know how to do things. And I, someone who doesn't know how to do things, have no problem calling one of them and saying, hey, I have a thing that needs to be fixed. Something broke. Something doesn't work. I need something added to my house. I need something, you know, whatever. I need a repair done. I need, I need something uh, replaced or added or whatever. I need something done to my house. To my, well, I need an upgrade or a, or a fix in my life. And I don't know how to do it. And I don't have the time to learn how to do it. I don't have the energy. I don't have the coordination, the dexterity. I, none of that. I don't have any of that to figure out how to, what the problem is and how to, re, how to remedy the problem. I don't have that. You do, and I am very much willing to pay you and say, all right, let's do this. How much? When can you come over? How long is it going to take? I don't have, like, the sense of shame that someone else might have to go, oh, well, oh, he had this put in, but he didn't do it himself. I don't have that. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me whether or not I did the job. What matters is that the job gets done. And instead of stressing over it, for a week or more and spending all this time going, oh man, hit this thing. Meanwhile, whatever the thing is, isn't working during this time when I'm trying to fix it because I gotta be a man and fix it. No, I can call the guy and have it done in a day, in less than a day. It's like, I don't have that. And I, I promise you, you're going to have things in your life. This, I feel like I'm giving advice to younger people. So guys, all right. If any of you in your twenties, or if you know someone in their twenties, I want you to give them this advice from me, a guy who doesn't know how to fix things. You might be like me. Yeah, look, you might have the skill set to fix things and make, th and make things and all that. And that's great. And if you can do that, awesome. But if you can't, I want you to really sit down and, and know yourself, figure out your own self and realize that you may not be able to do the thing that needs to get done. And I want you to know there is no shame in calling a professional to say, hey, I got a problem with my pipe. I don't know exactly how to fix it. Or, you know, the sink or whatever doesn't work. Or, hey, I need uh, some wiring's a little messed up. I need to get this, uh, get this fixed. I need this repaired. I need this done. And like, yeah, you could go to the hardware store and, and talk to the guy or the, the girl and say, hey, I need to do this. And they'll point you in the direction and you'll buy all the supplies for 60 bucks and you'll figure out how to... You know, you might see it on YouTube and go, oh, it's a five-minute video. I should be fine. And then four days later, you have no lights on your first floor, right? That's just, that's, a, that's an example that uh, may or may not have happened. Didn't happen to me, but that's a possible scenario when you think you got to fix it yourself because you wanted to save some money. But now you're going a week without electricity because you wanted to, you're like, oh, I could do this. Sometimes you got to wave the white flag. Not even, no, no, it's not even that because that, that makes it sound bad. Sometimes you just have to realize, hey, I don't have time to do this. This is your literal job, fixing these things, making these things, building things, whatever. So, hey, let me call you. Hey, buddy, let me pay you. You do this for me. I can go about doing the things I need to do with my own life. Meanwhile, not having to worry about this problem that I would have spent a week or more stressing over, which impacts everyone in the house. So I promise you that, yes, you might save some money by trying by doing things yourself. But if you don't know how to do it, paying the professional is going to save like it's going to cost you more money. That's for sure. But again, you're paying for their skill set to get that job done in a half hour. You're not paying for it like, oh man, he was only here for a half hour. Blah, blah. Yeah, but the problem's fixed. It's done. It's over. You paid him. You didn't have to do it. And the issue that you had no longer exists. It has been resolved. And I just need everybody. <laughs> I, I directed this kind of at dudes in their 20s, but I feel like we should direct this at all at a lot of other dudes and, and lady dudes. And whoever just might say, oh, I'm not paying for that money. Listen, you're going to spend a lot of time stressing about the thing, whatever the thing is. And yeah, you could buy the parts and you could figure it out on your own time and, and take care of it that way. But how long is that going to take? 
you could call a guy on what's it, uh, at Angie's list or whatever that is. You could call a guy and they'd be out there the same day and be done in an hour. And you could have that resolved before dinner. Meanwhile, you'd have to work it around your schedule and your family's schedule and do all your family things and, and whatever else you do around the house. You have to do that and work in, by the way, this big repair that I wanted to do because uh, I didn't think it'd be that big of a deal. And now it's become a big deal. And now you're all going insane. You're all mad at each other because you decided you had to save some money and fix the thing yourself when it turns out you don't know how to do that. And I, I just, I really, what I mean to say by this is, I know this has been here, we've been here a long time. I'm sorry. I talk too much, but that's kind of, that's what a podcast is. So I'm sorry if I, <laughs> I keep thinking of the time Josh came on the show. And, uh, <laughs> I shared with him a comment that someone said, man, this is, <laughs> this show's kind of long. And he said, it's a podcast. What else are you supposed to do? <laughs> Oh, man, I need to get Josh back on the show. So anyway, what I mean to say is there's no shame. Like if you could fix something yourself, if you can legitimately solve a problem that you have by yourself without calling in someone else, great. You should do that. I'm not trying to dissuade anyone who can actually do things from doing things, nor am I dissuading you from learning how to do those things. What I'm telling you is if you don't already know how to do it, and you don't have a block of free time to sit down and actually learn how to do it correctly. There is no problem. No one is going to be, no one's going to think less of you because you paid a professional. So I like, there's always that thought of like, oh, I got to be a man and do it. Being a man, like that's it. First of all, that's a dumb phrase, but let's roll with it. Then being a man is also recognizing when you can't do the thing you want done and it's time to call someone who can. And so I want to direct this at all those weird dudes who, who think they're alpha or something or other and, uh, and think they could do everything. You can't. And sometimes, for me, all the time, it's not all the time. I could fix certain things. I fixed the dryer. Um, it is okay to call someone who knows what they're doing. Like, yes, you're going to spend more money, but you are going to save so much mental anguish and so much time and so much aggravation and so much... Many other intangible things, like the, the tangible cost will be more. But the intangible cost to you and your family, your kids, your wife, your whoever, your, your partner, whoever it is, the intangible cost to all of you will be so much lower if you bite the bullet, as they say. Pick up the phone, get on your little app, Angie's List or whatever it's called now, and call someone who knows what they're doing to have them do it. I promise you, paying the professional is worth your sanity. Paying a couple hundred bucks is worth the time and energy you're going to save. I promise you. And no one's going to think any less of you if you call someone who knows what they're doing. Because at the end of the day, like, yes, doing something yourself, great. Great accomplishment. I clear my sidewalk every time it snows. I do a great job, and it looks awesome. I'm really proud of it. But at the end of the day, no matter who does it, the job's got to get done. And it's got to get done properly. And this idea that you have to do it all yourself because reasons, because you want to spend 40 bucks instead of 100 bucks, is outdated and it's not helpful for everyone else involved. So pay the professional, bite the bullet, pick up the, go look through the phone book. Those don't exist anymore. Uh, Pat, you're so old. I know, I know. Pick up the phone, call someone who knows what they're doing, and spend the time with your wife and kids. I promise you, like if you want to go down there, and talk to the guy. Maybe they're they're uh, affable, and you can go talk to them and say, "Hey, what are you doing there? How's this work?" And they might be able to walk you through it. So the guy who comes here does that sometimes. Oh, we could do this and this and this. And he's like, "Here's what I'm doing." So if you got a guy like that, you want to learn that way. That's great. There's no better person to learn from than the guy who's doing the thing or girl, whoever is doing the thing. There's no better way to learn. But trying to do it yourself because you want to save a few bucks is not worth the mental anguish that you're going to have. So. Call the pro. No one's going to think less of you. And I promise you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. All right. We're all going to be fine because we all paid professionals to do this, just like you paid me to do this show if you subscribe to the Patreon. Is that a good segue? No? All right. Well, I don't have one, but I need a drink and we're going to take a break. We will do our question about corporate buzzwords when we come back. And we're back. Look at that. No time passed for you at all because I'm a pro, damn it. People pay me a little bit. 
I don't know. Anyway, pay the professional to do the job. I promise your life will be just fine. All right, so we had a question for this week. I thought of this because uh, if you don't know, I got to go into the office once a month now for work things. It's not great, but whatever. It's not It's not ideal, but it's. it, it could be worse. So uh, they decided to call these days collaboration days, which just, ugh, just sounds stupid. So... So I thought, and I asked you, what is your favorite corporate buzzword? And we got a couple answers here. Thank you so much. Uh, Joel says, no need to reinvent, reinvent the wheel. Yeah, when somebody's telling you, uh, just do it this way, try not to do too much. Yeah, don't have to reinvent the wheel, right? And he also said bandwidth. I guess in his line of work, a lot of people use the word bandwidth. We don't have the bandwidth. You know, bandwidth, bandwidth. There, what if I just keep saying it? Is that okay? Bandwidth. All right. Thanks, buddy. Keith says, when deciding something isn't worth the effort, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Ugh. Oh, God. Oh, that's, that's a tough one. That is tough. This weird corporate speak that everybody thinks is, that people think is funny and just, oh, these just dumb cliches. Oh, oh God. Uh, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Vito says, all hands meeting. What the f*** is this? A ship? That's a good, that's a good one. Like, I definitely feel that middle managers, so not like the owner and not like the next person down, but the people. So so you're the bottom, right? Let's just say for the sake of this argument here, you're the bottom and then your boss and then their boss and then the owner. Let's just say the hierarchy is there. So your boss in this, in this scenario is the middle manager. And these are the people who think all these weird phrases... Like they read them in a in a business magazine somewhere when they were twenty and decided to keep using them. And this it's just like nobody cares. It's like journalistic writing. And I, I did a lot of journalism writing in my twenties. And it's really weird because like you have to write it in such a way. And like the style guide from the Associated Press was the like the Bible we used. And you have to write things a certain way because whoever made the rules decided, right? But you look at it and go, nobody talks like this. And, like, it's always so weird. Like, no one says the juice isn't worth the squeeze in real life. Like, nobody says, oh, no need to reinvent the wheel, right? Like, nobody says that in real life. It's so dumb. It's ridiculous. Nobody says, oh, we need all hands on deck here. All right, aye, aye, Captain. What the f***? What are we doing? What, where, who, where do you think we are? Like, what, what kind of overinflated sense of self-importance do you have that makes you think that saying this is going to be, it's, like, going to make me want to go to this meeting? Like, hey. Hey, hey, we need everybody over here right now. Need everybody. Come on. Come on. We need everybody. Just say that. Don't snap your fingers. That's actually kind of a jerk move. But <laughs> I just, oh, man. That's a weird one. I don't, uh, all hands. Get out of here. Where do you think we are? God, Skipper. Jesus. Thank you, Vito. Um, Ash says, honestly, I love that AI has basically become a modern buzzword. Either you're trying to make everything AI-based and using it in as many ways as possible, or apparently you're behind. I I also love that people are just scared of AI. So like when something they don't like is happening, they'll do two things. Well, I don't want to go down that road, but you, I think you know where I'm going. Um, but they're like, oh man, AI is going to just use AI. And like AI is like a stand-in for something they don't understand. So it's like, oh, AI is going to take over because they watch Terminator too many times. Not that you can't watch. Like, who am I kidding? You can't watch Terminator too many times. It's great. So bad example. But yeah, AI is definitely um, like that's a scary phrase, scary term for some people. Like when Paul McCartney announced a few months ago, they were like, hey, we're going to use, you know, use technology to get these John Lennon vocals and release a new Beatles song. Right. And they did that in, I don't know, November it came out. And everybody's like, oh, they're using AI. And people freaked out. I'm like, well, no, they're just using technology because they can't go ask John to do it because he's not around anymore. So they use what they already have and extrapolate his vocals and, you know, via technology and robots and whatnot. Not really a robot, but how cool would that be? And then they just put that out there. So then, like, somebody mentioned AI. And it's just like, yeah, people get scared. Like, when I had Fry McDunston on, a few weeks ago, and he used his videos, he made his music videos via AI because he decided, hey, 
I have this idea, this prompt, and I can use this software to create what I want to make without having to go to a place and go shoot the video and get all these people and get all permits and whatever you have to do. He's like, I could just use technology and do it that way. And the, the problem is that AI is like, yeah, people just get like, uh, I don't want to say boomers, but people who are stuck in the old ways of doing things are scared of technology. And that's why AI is scary for a lot of people. That and they watch too many movies. So there you go. Um, oh, Drave had one that I didn't write down. Hold on. Let me find it. Okay, here it is. All right. <laughs> I usually don't read long ones, but I laughed at this, even though, Drave, I'm going to be honest, I don't know what a lot of this means. Uh, I think Drave works in IT. So he said, Corpo buzzword talk. Instead of having tickets, we have cards. Instead of an SLA, I don't know what that means, it's called a story. And based on how long it takes, you get so many story points. Then when you have your reflective ceremony at the end of the week, is that real? <laughs> you can tell your story. Christ. I don't know if he's pulling my leg or what, but that was fun to read. Just typing that is annoying. Look up Agile as it pertains to project management. The only solid detail that comes from it are sprints, which keep your teams from being taken over with too much stuff at once. All right, hold on. You know what? We are going to look that up right now. Hold on. Okay, so this is from, a, this, I just put this in the old Google machine. This is from a software development company. So this is the first result that came up in Google. I'm going to read this exactly how it is, and I'll pretend to understand it. Agile project management is an iterative approach to managing software development projects that focuses on continuous releases and incorporating customer feedback with every iteration. Those are all words. And I, okay. Um, all right. So I clicked on a different thing and it's the same exact definition. So that's not really helpful. Okay. So I guess what happens is instead of releasing a full update at one time, they go, Hey, here's the change we're making. We're making like five, say we're making five changes. We're not going to release all five at once because that's too many new things for you guys, the IT people to try to fix at once. And it's too much for the consumer to try to understand and learn and troubleshoot and or send you these tickets or cards uh, to try to fix. So instead, we're going to release, let's do this one. And then in a week, we'll do step two. And then next week, we'll do step three. And then so on. We'll go from there. Now, that's, um, I don't have any real frame of reference for IT work. So that could be very wrong. But I want somebody who's in IT, or if nobody listens who's in IT, uh, someone share this with your friends and let me know if I got that right for Agile Project Management, uh, which makes Drave uh, very mad. So <laughs> thank you, buddy. Sorry, I almost missed it, but I do appreciate the feedback. Yeah, it's it's always like they're always trying to make things like when people do shorthand or like acronyms and they're trying to make things shorter and easier. But when you don't know, like if it's not a common acronym, or a common phrase. It's like, well, what the hell does that mean? And you spend, you know, you spend time that you could use on something else trying to figure out, A, what the hell this means, and B, why you chose to use that instead of just saying what you want me to do. That makes sense. Oh, man. Um, yeah, thank you for all that. Yeah, corporate buzzwords, man. They're all, most of them are dumb. We should have looked up, like, favorite corporate buzzwords. Let me see. I'm going to look up some more. But other favorites were uh, Synergy. Of course, uh, we got to have the synergy. Uh, let's circle back and let's loop everyone in or loop in whoever so we're all on the same page. So that's that's a good one too. Uh, you know what? We are going to do this. Hold on. All right. So this is from, uh, this might be from, oh, this says sources from across the web. Okay. We're going <laughs> to, oh, bandwidth is on there. Oh, that's funny. Oh, thank you. Oh, see, Joel, you were right. I don't know. Uh, all right. Low-hanging fruit. That's a good one. Think outside the box. There you go. Table this. Oh, God. Game changer. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, boots on the ground. That's a good one. Move the needle. Oh, geez. That's a tough one. Culture. Come back for the... Yeah. Come back for the culture, man. The culture is sitting in a dilapidated building and just being miserable that you can't be in your sweatpants at home. Uh, there you go. Circle back. Give 110. New normal. Jesus, these are rough, man. I And I just, I don't know. I just wonder what 
Like, how did these become a thing? Like, how did we, how did we figure out? Like, who who decided, you know, fifty years ago or whatever, that all of these would enter the lexicon in the workforce, and we just decided, hey, we're gonna use these weird phrases that nobody really knows. We're just gonna make these stick and make this a thing instead of talking like normal people. Just instead of talking like a normal person, we're gonna make up these phrases and dumb words and all these things. It's just like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Just, just tell me what you want me to do, and don't don't throw in all these cutesy stuff. Just tell me what you want. You need this done by when? Great. Thanks. That's all. It's not. It's not that difficult. Just tell me what you want what you really, really want. And I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. And that is, we made it to the end of the segment. Thank you for all of your answers, my friends. I hope you had fun. I had fun. If I missed you, I'm sorry. Again, I got to do this early because I got stuff going on this week. So my bad, but we'll get back to, um, we'll get back to the thing if, uh, if need be. All right. All right. Thanks. Let's take a break and we will talk. I'm going to tell you about kids on public transit and how they need to be taught better. And um, it's just, we got to be better, but I'll tell you about that right after this. Okay, so I had to go into the office last week for one of these collaboration days, and I got to go in this week. Well, by the time the show comes out, I will have gone in for another, and the plan usually is that I will get up and take the bus and the the L and the subway to work, and then uh, Jill will come pick me up with the boy, and we'll stop home and get food, and we'll make a, a thing of it, right? Like, the kid gets to go for a ride in the car. That's exciting, and then he usually falls asleep. He wakes up. Oh my God, dad's here. And then that's great. So that's generally the plan. And so I don't, because I've been working at home since April, 2020. And so I don't take the bus and the L and the subway that often anymore because I don't have to, because I don't really have to go anywhere that requires it. But what I noticed the other day, and this isn't a new thing, I guess maybe just because I haven't been on it regularly in four years almost, which is insane to think about. Um, but maybe like I I guess I was more keenly aware of it on this particular day because I was just, I don't know, tired and didn't want to go into the office and was like, I'm just looking for more stuff to get mad at. And <laughs> what I had saw, what I what I saw there was just so many school kids, students. I don't know why I called them school kids. That's weird. But so many students who just like when you okay, if you don't take the bus or the or whatever, then maybe you don't even think about this. But for those of you who have and do uh, or know someone who does, I need you to let them know how to take the bus. You're supposed to get on and move like pay your fare, hit your put in your your whatever and hit your uh, your key card or whatever you got to do and then get out of the way. Right? And it's it's you know, rush hour, it's 7 a.m. and so the bus is already going to be full and it's going to more people are going to need to get on cuz we all got to go to school and work or wherever. So what you should not do is what many of these kids did, where they paid their fare and then took two steps in, so they're out of the doorway, and then turned around and stood there in the way, like in the middle of the aisle, and there were seats available, there was space in the middle of the bus for them to stand, but no, they had to stand right in the way of everyone coming in and getting out. And I just, I need to know... Who taught you how to take the bus? Because they didn't do it right. And you got to learn how to do it. It's just the whole, and I'm not just saying like, oh man, just teach them how to take the bus. Yeah, do that. But it's more about just being aware and being considerate of everyone else around you and their space. Because we all have to be in the same space. It's the same thing like when you're walking down the sidewalk and you're walking in a group of, say there are four of you, you shouldn't all be across the sidewalk. Yeah, sure, you can't really talk to each other as well or whatever, but like all of that space is not yours. And I don't know why this idea is so prevalent that all of the space is mine. Like when people are driving and they just they swerve around you and cut you off and do this and that cuz like, "Oh, this space is mine. I got I have to be here, so you're supposed to let me do this." And people do this all the time, right? When we had the guy living next door who parked behind the house, was like, well, it's open, so I'm going to use it. Like, well, it's not the th- that's not exactly how it goes. And it's just the lack of consideration. I guess this is this is less about learning to take public transit and more about learning how to be considerate of everyone else around you. Like, we all have to be in this space together. We all got to go get somewhere. 
and we're using this mode of transportation to do it. And so you should not make that more difficult and make that more annoying for the rest of us. And I was not really impacted by this directly, but when you see it, like I, I found a seat somewhere and I was sitting behind a kid who had his bags on the seat next to him, which also bothers me. And, I'm, and so I can see all of this. I'm in about the middle of the bus. And so I'm facing forward and I can see all of this happening. I can see all these people who are standing in the way and then also not moving when someone else gets on the bus. Because there, I mean, there were only probably a dozen stops between my, where I got on and the end of the line where I had to go. And almost every stop, people were getting on and getting off because they got to go catch another bus or they have to go do this or that or wherever. And the fact that, number one, you thought it was a good idea to stand right in the way, in the, in the middle of the walkway, and you thought that was fine, and then to not move, to be completely oblivious to everyone around you needing to get off the bus or get on the bus or go somewhere else, and you just stood there. And so I just need to know who taught you how to do that. Like, who taught you that was the thing to do? Because when I was 14 and I was going to start high school and I went to high school in the city. And so not downtown, but like I didn't live in the city and then I had to go travel by two buses, whatever. Anyway, so I was going to take the bus home. And so my dad said, okay, we're going to teach you how to take the bus. And so we got on and he's like, here's what you do. You put in the money and you go sit down. And if you can't sit down, if the bus is full, because it might be full when you're on it, then you get to the back and you try to get out of everybody's way. And so that the, those were the lessons that my dad taught me. Then when you get off the bus, you pull the cord or you go up to the driver and say, hey, can I get off at the corner, the stop sign, the stoplight, the wah-wah, the wherever. You let them know, hey, I, you let them know, him, her, whoever, and say, hey, I want to get off here. And they go, okay, great. And then, you know, you say, hey, excuse me, trying to get off to anybody in the way. Like, hey, getting off. And then you get off the bus and you get out of the way, right? You get off the bus, you get out of the way. And he said, when you're getting on the bus, if somebody's coming off, you get out of the way and let them get on. And I said, okay, that's all right. That all sounds great. Taking my little mental notes. That all sounds great. I could do that. No problem. The, the basic idea was you have to go, like everybody's got to get where they're going. And you have to be considerate of all of those people because they, you don't know where they're going. They don't know where you're going, but you all have to be in this space together. And I never forgot that. Because it sounds like my dad's dead, and I, I can't thank him for this, but he's not. But <laughs> I just realized how weird that sounded. So he's like, yeah, you just have to be aware that everyone else has to get on the bus too, and everyone else has to be you know, in this space, and, and you want to do your best to not be in anyone's way. Because people react differently when they're inconvenienced, and you don't want to be on the other side of that. And that's, I don't remember if he said that or if I just learned that. But anyway, he did say, hey, just get out of the way. Like, be out of everyone's way as much as you can, because you all have to be there and you don't want to be in the way and holding everybody up. And I know not everyone is fortunate enough to have someone teach them that. But I think we need to start to, like, we need to do it. We need to figure out how to teach these kids. And every, actually, no, the reason that I thought of this was that I said, we need to teach these kids how to take public transit so they stop being dumb kids who turn into dumb adults on public transit. Because it's not just students, but that was the, that was the example or the people that I, who I saw doing it the other day. But adults don't know how to do this either, where they stand in the way and they get mad when you ask them to move. And they get mad when you have to get by them and get off the bus or the train. And they get mad and wonder why they can't get on while you're getting off the bus at the same time. And they wonder like, hey, why can't I do this? Well, because it's basic physics and I didn't even take physics, but two people cannot occupy the same space at the same time. So somebody's got to move their ass and I'm getting off the bus. So you got to move, get out of my way. Be considerate that you may not be the first one to enter that space. Like you have to all be okay with that, that we all can't be first to get where we need to go. Somebody's going to be in front of you. Somebody's going to be behind you. Somebody is going to get there first, and you got to learn to be okay with that. You got to learn to pay professionals to do the work. You got to learn to be okay with not being the first one to get to a place. Because guess what? We're all going to be there, and we're all going to get where we have to go. So let's not 
make it harder on everyone else by you being a jerk and deciding to take up all the space and consider no one else around you because you're not by yourself. You may be traveling or commuting by yourself, but in that space, in that moment, you're not by yourself. And continuing to act like that is a detriment to everybody around you. And that's why I said we need to start with these with these uh, school kids because they're turning into dumb adults on public transit. And by then, you can't teach them. So we got to start at the bottom. And hopefully, you know, <laughs> never mind. I was going to make a poor joke. A joke in poor taste, I should say. Um, I, I need to teach the kids to do it so they stop being dumb kids who become dumb adults on public transit. And uh, it's really, it's not really about public transit. It's about being considerate of everybody around you. And somewhere along the way, people lost that and we need to find a way to get it back. Maybe we never had it. Maybe I'm being idealistic, but we need to figure out how to get this back or get this, get this rolling again or something because um, this lack of consideration and, and this lack of, uh, of understanding that other people need, might need to be in the space where you are and you may have to move and, and inconvenience yourself for a brief period of time is, uh, is a little silly. And uh, we got to learn how to be better people. I think that's it. We just got to learn how to consider the fact that other people are going to be in our space and we may have to adjust ourselves. All right. Not like that, you weirdos. But <laughs> Pat, I think they got the point. You're right. I think you did. I'm going to go turn the heater on and then uh, we'll come back and we will talk about some whiny husbands who came to shop. Not recently, just an overall thing. Anyway, retail story on the other side, right? Right, right, right now, right after the thing. Okay. Okay, I did not turn on the heater. I don't actually need it. It's not that bad down here. Plus, I've had it on for most of the day, and uh, it's been pretty warm in here. Pretty toasty. I like it. I might have to adjust it. It was a little toastier than I uh, than I anticipated, but we're fine. Everything's fine, um, and we're almost done. We got one more thing to do, and then the captain, and then that's it. So we'll try to fit this in on uh, on all one break. So uh, that's not for you. That's for me. But anyway, hi there. Hi. So I saw a post on Threads the other day. This episode is brought to you by Threads, by the way. Um, yeah, I found my Threads or something. I'll think of something funny or witty or something like that. But I, um, I saw this and someone said that they worked in a department store and they see so often uh, men complaining about having to go to the store with their wives and just being... Like children, like, oh, are you, are you done yet? Or, oh, now we got to do this and da, da da It's a real thing that happens. And it made me think of my days when I was in the store. Now, I didn't work in a department store, thankfully. But I worked in a store that more women than men would shop in and buy things from. That's for sure. So this didn't happen very often. But it happened often enough where when I saw this post, I was reminded of like, oh, yeah, this would happen. And men would generally be, I mean... Let me just say this first. Men generally were fine with their wives buying the things. They would help. They would carry the bags. They would, you know, sort things in the coupons and sort the things on the counter and, and carry all the stuff in the store. They were generally fine. But enough of them were not fine that made me think about this when I saw this post. And it was just, man, I, I just thought like, look, I'm not saying I haven't been kind of bummed out about going to a certain store with my missus, right? It's like, oh man, I'd rather be doing literally anything else, right? I'm not saying I've never done it, but I've never vocalized it to a point where like the cashier noticed, right? Because there's no reason to do that. Like we had, we would have people come in and their wives would buy a bunch of knickknacks and whatnot and tchotchkes and things like that. And again, most of the time, the guy, the dudes were fine. Husbands, boyfriends, whoever, they were fine. But every so often, somebody would be in there and he would just like stand, he would go, stand in the doorway and just wait. Or like if he walked with her, he would go, oh, and she would go, well, what do you think of this? Like asking his opinion for this thing that's going to be in their house where they live, right? So like, oh, what do you think of this thing for the for the mantle, for the counter, for the wherever? And the guy's going, oh, 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 oh well, I got to buy another thing. And just be so grumpy and like, oh, oh can we get out of here yet? I got to, and just be so like, ah, I'm just like, all right. Look, man, it's not the ideal way for a lot of guys to spend their time, but you're out spending time with your wife. What is why is that bad for you? Like the guys really is that a is that a real thing that, that a lot of guys just hate their wives, or is that an internet thing that's been perpetuated? I, it might be both. I don't know. It's just like guys are like, oh, the old ball and chain, right? Like, dude, my wife's awesome. 
my wife's great. What are you guys talking about? You guys are you guys are insane. Anyway, I don't know. Don't be married if you don't love your wife. I guess. I it's just anyway. That that's wow. That's a little deep. So, but these dudes would just be like, oh, well, we got to do this. I'm just like, all right. And then every so often, the guy would stand in the doorway and just be grumpy. And so I'd I you know I'd saw, I remember one time I saw a woman come in and I say, hey, how's it going? And she's like, oh, great. Just going to, I'm using my coupon. She was all excited. She's going to spend her coupons. And she was like, I was like, all right. She goes, I look over and there's a guy uh, that looked to be about her age standing in the doorway with his arms folded, just like a, a grumpy look on his face. And I go, hey, man, how's it going? How you doing today? And he goes, yeah. Oh, just uh, gotta uh, make another stop in here. You know how it goes, right? I'm like, well, I work here, so it's a little different. But I was like, what's up, Eddie? He goes, yeah, just wait for her. She's buying more crap. I'm like, whoa, whoa, there, Jimmy. Whatever his name was. I'm like, what? If, I didn't need that. I'm like, oh, okay, man. I, I gotta go. I'm gonna go do a thing. I'll see you later. Let me know if you need anything. Oh yeah, oh, I need something in here. I'm like, all right, man. Look, I get it. Not a lot of stuff in here for for a typical guy, right? But this isn't a place. Where uh, where a lot of dudes are going to come in and be like, oh, I want this, right? I understood that. Again, I worked there. I saw all the stuff that came in. I get it. But come on, man. You're out with your wife. The least you can do is just walk around with her. And even if you don't like what she's buying or looking at her, even if you have no interest, no interest in the product or, or whatever, the decorating or whatever's going on, if you have no interest in any of that, at least be happy to spend time with your wife, right? Maybe I'm a weirdo, but I like, yeah, sure. Do I want to go to the, you know, the lotion store and do all that stuff and look at all the, the face scrub stuff that she likes? Not really, but I'm spending time out with my wife and that's awesome because I love my wife, obviously. And just spending time with her is like, that's the stuff that you're going to be like, Hey, remember when we went to the store and we saw that, um, saw that person do that thing and be like, yeah, it's great. And you have like a little inside core joke. For all for you two, that you wouldn't have had if you had been a curmudgeon and stood outside the door, or you know, just going around and stomped around. Because because what you're going to remember is, oh, we spent forever in that store. What she's going to remember is we went to the store and all he did was complain, and it made me feel like he didn't want to be with me at all. And I know that's deep, and that's something that not a lot of people will think about. But now I'm making you think about it because I saw this post and it was like, man, these husbands are just acting like children because their wives wanted to go shopping. And it just seems like when you really parse it out and think about it that way, like you're being mad. There's one thing if you're already having an argument and you're mad at each other, right? That's different. And you have to go to the store for whatever reason, right? There, that's, that's different. And I'm sure that's not what happened in every single one of these cases. But if you're just sitting there and being all grumpy and upset and like, oh, I'd really wish I weren't here right now, button. If you're just being all upset and being a little a toddler about it, just because she wanted to go shopping, I, I just, I don't understand the mindset. And again, I'm not saying that I've been perfect when going out somewhere, especially at the end of the day and you're tired and you want to go home. I understand that. I've been there. We've all been there. But the idea that these husbands just pout and sulk and uh, whatever other words I can't think of right now. Uh, just sit there with their arms folded, go, huh, uh, huh, what am I paying for now? And then I remember one time, I'll never forget this. This woman bought a couple of tchotchkes and knickknacks and she had like one big thing from, was it from us or from somewhere else? I don't remember, but she asked for a bigger bag to put it in. So it couldn't have been from us. So she had a thing that she had bought, like just bought somewhere else and still had it with her because she didn't want to go back to the car and come back in. And she was like, oh, can I get a shopping bag? I'm like, sure. So I gave her the shopping bag to fit the bigger thing. She had a bunch of little things that she had already bought that she bought from us. And her husband's standing there and he didn't have anything in his hands, no purse, no wallet, nothing. So I slid the bag over to where he was. And he looked at me, he looked at her and looked at me, looked at the bag, looked at me and looked at her. And he said out loud, like to both of us, you bought it, you carry it. And she was just like, all right, sure. And I'm I'm looking like now I've created a thing here. I've like made a problem without thinking about it. Didn't even realize what I'd really had done. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like, sure, man. So I ring up the sale. I give the lady her card back and I'm like, okay. And by the time 
I swipe the card and give it back. He's gone. Like he left. Like I put the bag on the counter, like ready for him to grab it, to go to the car or wherever. But he didn't. And he turned around and just left. He's like, oh, you bought your, uh, like you wanted to buy this. So you carry it. And he just left. And it was like a big thing. And I'm just, I just looked at her and I was just so, I was like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. And she goes, it's fine. She just like cut me off. Like, this is not the first time this has happened. And I have learned to just deal with it. And it made me so sad that this woman who like all she, I'm sure all she wanted to do that day was go, Hey, we're going to go buy a couple things. We're going to go to the mall. Maybe we'll have lunch. We'll go buy a couple things. And it seems like he didn't want to be there and was just like, like, oh, I'm just your chauffeur or whatever. And like, he couldn't even grab the bag. You couldn't pretend to be happy that you're spending time with your wife. And you had to complain loudly enough for me, the sales, the cashier to notice and then say to me, like, be mad at me because I gave the slid the bag to you. When you're standing there with nothing in your hands and have no, didn't seem to have any issue, like you'd have any problem carrying the bag. And I just felt so sad for this woman because like he must do this everywhere. He must be like so grumpy and upset to spend time with his wife because at the end of the day, that's what they're doing. They're spending like, sure, it's not the ideal thing for him. Like there, he's not, he doesn't really want to do what she's doing, but it's all the same. You're spending time with your wife. Like, how are you not? at least pleased about that fact. I, and she just looked at me. I'd never forget the way she looked at me and said, it's all right. I got it. Thank you. And I, like she, she was, she had a smile on her face, but I could see it. I could see right behind there. She was just like, Jesus Christ, he did it again. He like, he was, he was again. And I'm sure maybe they had a conversation in the car. Maybe she's done having that conversation at this point. But it was just so, like, I saw that post of, like, husbands are acting like toddlers and doing it. And I'm like, man, I'll never forget that woman. I will never forget the look on her face that was just so defeated because her husband couldn't pretend, number one, just couldn't pretend to be happy to be there with her. And two, couldn't shut up, like, at the register for a minute and a half. I I just, listen, I'm giving advice today, I guess. So dudes, I'm going to put this out to you so you don't end up like these people who are probably in their 60s. If you're in your if you're my age, if you're 35, younger, a little older, you know, whatever the case might be, and your wife says, "Let's go to the mall, let's go shopping, wherever you go, let's go out shopping." I want here's what I want you to do. I don't want you to be ugh, like unless that's a thing like we joke about it all the time when we when we go, hey, let's go do this. And one of us will, will whoever makes the suggestion, the other one's first answer will always be, <laughs> not in a serious way, but like, oh, we got to do another thing. <laughs> like, we don't mean it. We're like, all right, now we got to figure, well, I guess with the kid, it's a little harder, but now we got to figure out how we're going to make this plan work. But then once we're there, we're like, hey, we're spending time together or like one of us is pushing the kid around while the other one's shopping. But at the end of it, it's like, guys, listen, listen. And if women do this, listen up too. at the very least, when you're in public around other people, just act like you want to be with the person. Just act like you're fine. Like you're spending time with your significant other. I need you to act like you're happy about that. That's all. Nothing to do with the shopping, wherever you're going, whatever's going. When you're in public, like I, as the cashier, should never have to see that your marriage clearly has a problem because you've done this act like a toddler before and your wife just now deals with it and has to internalize that and figure out what to do about that when she gets home, if anything, or figure out how to explain to her friends why her husband doesn't come out to things or why her husband does this or that or, or the other. And like, I should never have to know the look that she gave because you should all just, at the very least, pretend that you like your wives. Can we do that? I think we can. Are we going to take a break? No, but I am going to pause. I got to do something real quick. I'll be right back. All right, there we go. I don't know where I left off. I think we finished the segment. I think we're good. Just be happy to spend time with your wives and stop acting like children because you have to go to the store. It's just, I don't know, man. It's just... What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing right now with the show is uh, I'm done. I think we're all good. 
And I think we covered all the stuff. Thanks to <laughs> thanks to everybody for weighing in on the... Uh, well, we're not totally done, but I want to do this now so I don't forget later because I might... Thanks to everybody for weighing in on the question. Thanks to the single digits for the tune. Um, yeah, thanks for thanks to everybody on threads for providing me with a lot of stuff to talk about today. So <laughs> I appreciate that. But for the moment, let us, uh, let's cross our fingers and toes that the captain is there to tell us what's going on with the fly guys. And if not, that's okay too. He's just, he has stuff to do and that's fine with me. But we're going to hope that he's there and say, good sir, the floor is yours. Take it away. And there you have it. Thank you, my friend. The Meltic Path and Next Level Network, just in case he was not there. And again, it's all good. We roll with the punches. We figure out what we got to do. We're all good over here. We are great hanging out, having fun. I got to go do some stuff. So we're going to end the show. All right. Is that good? All right. Again, thanks everybody for your stuff. We already did all of that. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're fine. I promise. We're fine. TheMelticPath.com is where you get all of my stuff. Go find it. Contact me there. Sign up for the newsletter, the Patreon. Um, sign up for the things that I forgot to mention. It's all there. Best place to contact me is via the uh, contact page at the, the page at themelticpat.com because that is, uh, I get notified twice. All right? All right. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you, everyone, for being here today. I appreciate you spending your time with me, and I hope you have a great day, night, morning, whenever it is you listen. I thank you for it. This has been an 8-Boy in the production. Until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask, wash your hands, get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. We're good, right? Just go have fun. Go pay the professional to do the work. Go enjoy spending time with your wife at the store. And uh, please teach your kids how to take the bus and just how to be out of the way. Just how to get out of people's way and not stand there and, and block the way to be a jerk. All right? Oh, God. All right, we're good. We're good, right? We did all the things. We handled all the stuff. We're great. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you soon. Okay? Maybe. Maybe you're never going to come back, and that's okay, too. But we'll all come back for more fun next time. All right? All right. Pat, just send the show. You're right. You've been inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. (laughs) 